You may have heard, you probably heard of the seven energy centers within your body, the chakras. Um, this is information from ancient Indian texts, religious texts, and been wildly westernized. And um, But have you heard of the all of the higher energy energy centers, the higher, the higher chakras, the kind of new age, not from, <laughs> not from our ancient texts, these different sort of energy centers way beyond you. That's what we're talking about in today's podcast episode, along with doing an energy scan. So let's, let's get to it. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Welcome into today's episode of Expedition to Soul. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. We've been bringing you magic, intention, intuition, delight, wonder, and laughter and community since 2016. <laughs> Seven years of the Sisters Enchanted. I've been celebrating thinking about how I'm going to celebrate. And I'll be honest, I'm actually recording these like um, little intros and outros for the podcast all at once. And it's got my wheels just spinning about the days ahead and what what I'm going to do to celebrate. So I'm pretty excited, pretty excited about this month and all the celebration here at the Sisters Enchanted. We're celebrating with a free five-day journal class, which as of the time of this podcast has probably already wrapped. Um, but if you did not join us in Holistic Witchery, be sure to do that. You can find the info at holisticwitchery.com. It really is the next step on your journey. It's your time to shine. There is no time like the present. There is no one coming to save you. It is time to say yes to yourself. And if you love the information that we're going to do or talk about, what you're going to hear about rather in this podcast episode, which is coming up in just one second here, you're going to love Holistic Witchery. So we're going to talk about the, what you're going to hear about is the higher energy centers. You're going to talk about the difference between the core seven chakras and what these higher energy centers are all about. You're also going to talk or learn about doing an energy scan for your own system. So this is a throwback video from a class that's, this is no longer available. So I hope that you enjoy it. Grab pen and paper because you're going to want to take some notes. So the new age chakras, higher chakras, and an energy scan. So the chakras that we're learning about during this unit that we're going to dive into starting tomorrow with the root and the sacral chakra, those chakras, as you will learn if you don't already know, they come from uh, an ancient Indian text called the Vedas. So they are Eastern in nature, something that we have really... Yeah, westernized. We see it a lot in um, across all spiritual and holistic kind of realms. You'll see, you know, lots of um, decor in the chakra colors. It's featured in yoga classes broadly, um, which are also Eastern in nature. Uh, and and we talk about it in meditation. Like you can learn about the chakras pretty much in any spiritual sort of witchy woo-woo thing <laughs> that you dive into. Um, but there are some other areas of the chakras that have been combined from different belief systems or that people have sort of tuned into and that are incorporated into what it is that we talk about with the chakras. So that's why this is called the new age or the higher chakras. So somebody who's a real traditionalist, like a, um, a Hatha yoga teacher who has studied the Vedas or the yoga sutra, 
um, or kundalini yoga professional, they may center really on the seven chakras, the seven chakras of the body, because that's where, where these come from, right? That's what the literature tells us exists. Um, but over time, this has expanded, again, from a combination of different cultural belief systems, um, some people kind of channeling information, uh, energy frequency studies, and has there's been some other things that have arisen. So some people, real traditionalists, don't believe in any kind of new age or higher chakras. There's the seven, and that's what there is. <laughs> and some people believe in these other things. Now, if you start to dive into higher chakras or other chakras, there is tons of information out there. And this information can come from people, again, as I said, who have studied energy frequencies, um, who have studied the change then over time. Some people will claim to have channeled information. Um, now, I, as well as I, like, I'm the, not, I'm the first one to, to believe in channeled information. I will say that it's very easy for any person to just suddenly be like, I channeled this information and then like claim it as an accuracy. The thing about channeled information that I always want to express to people is that a person who's truly channeling information, it's being channeled to them for a purpose, right? And not everything that everybody receives in is applicable to everybody else in the universe. We are all different energy bodies and beings. So you want to consider that just when you're like working with a practice or taking something in. Um, so there's two belief systems that are on your printable and they're kind of the wide, more widely believed or I don't want to say believe, I guess believed, um, the more widely accepted belief systems around other chakras outside of the common seven within the body. And I call them belief system A and belief system B. I just labeled them that way because they don't have names. And that was an easy way of categorizing them for you on paper. So they're not, they're not like, that's not what they're called. If you Google belief system A, new age chakras, like, I don't know what will show up, but not this probably. So the first belief system I want to talk about that is more kind of highly bought into is this idea that we have chakras that are above us. So this is going to bug me if I move my hands. We have chakras that are above us and extending upward. And the idea here is that over time, um, we have expanded to be more conscious of this universal consciousness, this higher collective of consciousness. Um, there's this idea of indigo children, uh, depending what you believe around that, that people are changing, that the way we experience feeling and connectedness, uh, emotion is changing, and that that's where these higher chakras are sort of resonating from. It's this change in resonance, this change in human con con consciousness, conscious consciousness, why can't I say that? <laughs> that is what is causing these higher chakras to sort of develop and become a thing because we're becoming more in tune, more connected. Somebody posted in one of the groups about star seeds. And that's this idea that we're being like, there's star seeds being birthed here on earth to or coming into earth and like as humans to change the collective and take us to the next place. Right. And again, uh, hi, Sandy, that is where th this is sort of coming from here. So we know that we have the seven core chakras within our body. The seventh is our crown chakra. And that's that's typically, traditionally speaking, where we're having this universal, universal connection. This connection with source, our higher selves, all that is, that's happening at our crown chakra. So the next idea here is that we have an eighth chakra, which is about two feet above the head, kind of floating out in space, which is the soul star chakra. Now you do see this star chakra in other 
um, belief systems as well, which we'll, we'll get into. So this one is uh, comes from, um, like I said, other belief systems as well. It's not just something that somebody invented. The idea is that we have our star chakra, which is floating above our head. Um, it's the keeper of karmic residue, and it's where you can access your psychic gifts. So here what we're seeing is that very human stuff is happening within us in our, in our seven chakras. And then, you know, we trust our intuition, which is very human. Your intuition is both your logical self and your subconscious self coming together to form your intuition. Um, once we're open at the crown chakra, we're open to receiving. That up here, it, where we're holding karmic residue, and that's where we're connected to different lifetimes, different knowings, different wisdoms, and that's where this is actually opening up. Above that would be the ninth chakra, which uh, is allegedly about four, four feet above your head. And what's where your karmic blueprint is held, the key to your soul's destiny. Um, and here's where we become aware of knowledge and skills from previous lifetimes. So where all of this is things that impact our physical life right now. All of this is these stories. It's this, this your soul self, this inner wisdom, your, your future and your past self, right? That's dancing around in these, these higher chakras that are literally higher. Um, like out of space. So I actually I also refer to your three, the crown, the third eye in your throat, sometimes as higher chakras, and then the root sacral and solar plexus as lower chakras. So if you ever hear me say that, that's actually what I'm referring to. Um, but some people call these the higher chakras, like the eighth and above. Also, like I said, the new age chakras, because not everybody believes in them. Um, even beyond that is the 10th chakra. Um, which is where we begin to merge the skills of our lifetime. So the idea is, is that once we've expanded in consciousness in our crown chakra, and that's open to receiving all of this stuff around us, that's when we are able to hear what our gifts are. That's when we're able to expand upon our past lives and our future lives and integrate all of that. Um, from there in the 10th chakra is where we're now taking what's happening right now and we're merging that with what has happened and what has yet to happen but until we're open at the crown none of this other stuff can happen um feminine and masculine energies are balanced there so this idea of having a feminine or having a masculine energy at that point is no longer relevant right because they're all balanced in that area the 11th chakra even higher up we're more connected more to the consciousness it's advanced powers telekinesis teleportation learning to live beyond the reality of the physical plane beyond that would be the 12th chakra which is your ultimate source of power and strength, the ability to manifest change in both the physical and non-physical world. Um, and there is where we must release the fear to say goodbye to earth. So basically the fear of death, leaving behind people, leaving behind things, possessions, experiences, um, to have ultimate enlightenment in that 12th chakra would be not holding fear of losing any of that. Um, so I think that what we can take from this is that we have these human experiences that are impacting the core seven chakras that you're about to start learning about. Um, if you've already been through it, then you've learned about them. If you're new here or you started, you know, since we last did the chakra unit, you're about to learn about these seven core chakras, which is all very much our life experience. And then we have these higher ones that, again, not everybody believes in. Not everybody thinks that that's a thing. Um, and is like, why are we just inventing new things that don't exist? But some people do believe in them. They're like, no, there's very clear evidence or it makes so much sense. And I can see how some of these things that are happening, like the ability to truly tap into a past life and experience it and know it, the uh, 
that idea of not having a connect an emotional connection to the earthly plane where you're like, you know, it just life is life. <laughs> there's so much more that will happen. Um, that is all stuff that's very far removed from our physical worlds and our emotions. Um, so I think that there is something to this kind of upper stuff. I, I don't think that it is something that most human beings would be capable of like moving through all of those chakras and releasing fear of death or leaving the earth or leaving behind loved ones and items. I don't, I don't think that that's something that is like typical or by any means, anything that I'm like guiding you to try to strive for, because <laughs> I think there's a lot of value in having the human experience. Um, but that's one of the belief systems. So another belief system around the chakras, uh, it talks about the earth star chakra, which also we find in another system that I'm going to talk about the causal chakra, the soul star again, and the stellar, the stellar gateway. So if you're a person who believes in extraterrestrials, you're really into learning about star seeds, um, or like, uh, aliens here in the deserts of the U S things like that, then this might be something that you come across in your research or in your, your online learning in particular, this could come up. Um, so the earth star chakra located on the soles of the feet. And we do see that chakra across like a few other belief systems, but these four together, it's very, uh, that like extraterrestrial sort of idea. We had a guest speaker a few years ago on that topic and it might be in the enchanted journey group somewhere. I'll have to see if we can find it. Um, or if I can get us another guest speaker, cause it's a really interesting topic anyway. So located at the soles of your feet Hi guys, and that's remembering our mystical origins. The causal chakra is about four feet behind the head. So behind you, which guides our present lives and allows us to consciously program our lives. So it's like, I like to think of like a, um, like a, a plug for a robot, like into an outlet. And it's like, what's, what's driving us right now? The soul star chakra, again, above the head, which is one of the things that we saw before. Um, connection to the Milky Way galaxy. So the collective energy that we are present in here um, and channeling information from galactic source. And then the stellar gateway chakra, which is located farther above the head. It's the highest link connecting us to all of the cosmos. Um, and the idea here is that there's nothing you can do to open up that chakra, um, but that awakened people are simply chosen to have that chakra open and are like gifted that consciousness and that that connection. So if you learned about the chakras and you're like, I think that this is so interesting to be able to work with your own personal energy, there are all these other varying viewpoints on energetic connections. And it's a really big rabbit hole that you can dive down. Uh, I personally love the idea of working with the seven core chakras because I am a person who believes in like changing my life right now and rewriting past stories and future stories based on that. But if you want to study any of these other ones, there is limitless information out there for you to dive into. Just be aware of like who you're consuming it by, you know, like <laughs> who is this person that you're studying or whatever. Um, so sometimes in doing chakra research, you will find this idea of Egyptian chakras, which I want to talk about today too. Uh, and basically it's our seven core chakras with a bunch of other ones kind of interspersed. Now this is a dicey topic. Um, we taught a class on Viking magic earlier this year, and many of these histories that are like really us piecing together pieces of evidence, it's really difficult to see how much of it is true that we're relaying and how much of it is someone's opinion that's just been 
like forced together. Christina's saying the higher chakras are amazing, but there's a ton of variants out there on the internet. Exactly. So about all of this is like the the seven core chakras, right? They come from the Vedas. Like those are any Indian lit class that you, you ever would take in college, any yoga sutra, the Bhagavad Gita, all of these ancient Indian texts that you would study, that is referenced throughout. So like that is very clearly in evidence. Everything else is kind of a hodgepodge of what people are piecing together, um, channeled beliefs, personal beliefs, and sometimes taking like science-based evidence around frequencies and sound resonance and things like that and putting together to basically form a very educated opinion on where these energy centers might be. Um, if you work with any energy readers, healers, they may even have their own opinions on like what they feel as frequencies and energies. So I think it's very specific to people. Um, okay, so this Egyptian model, which there is very little evidence that it actually uh, hails from <laughs> ancient Egypt, um, but it's kind of pieced together again. Anyway, starting with the Viking magic class, it's the same when we see like with Norse mythology and magic, it's very hard to tell what is actually coming from history and what has kind of been rewritten from the from when Christianity was growing and people were writing the stories, like what was written in a very specific way for a very specific purpose and what is actually historically accurate. It's very difficult to tell. Um, from historians, <laughs> it's very difficult to tell. So the idea with the Egyptian chakras, if you look up this model, which can be an interesting thing to explore for sure, is that you have these kind of chakra energy centers interspersed throughout the seven core chakras from the Vedas that we learn about. Um, and one that I mentioned, the earth soul chakra, which we talked about at the bottom of your feet, that there is kind of like between your thighs, like right above your knees, between your thigh, like mid thigh is another energy center, the center of opposition, um, which I find really interesting there. Um, because you, you think about like with your legs, how fundamental they are to your everyday life um, and what happens in romantic relationships there, right? And that the center of opposition, it's kind of like a gateway uh, to, to all of this stuff happening that we're really rooted in. Um, and then there's your root chakra, which we see as being what we know and what you're going to, the lesson's going to be released tomorrow for you. Um, between your root and your sacral, so your sacral is at like your reproductive center. Uh, and between there is a energy center of the shadows, which I think also makes a lot of sense because your root and your sacral is really where you're holding um, childhood stories, uh, childhood traumas, lifetime traumas, things like that, things that are from the past that are really keeping you from moving forward in the present or that are just impacting your present. That's all held there. So it makes a lot of sense to me that there could be like another energy center in there around shadows. Um, then your sacral, which is what the one that we're going to learn about also. And then between your sacral and your solar plexus, the energy center of origination um, which also, this is all earthly stuff, all earthly matters makes sense. Between your solar plexus and your heart, the uh, an energy center of strength. Between your heart and your throat, an energy center of expansion. Between your throat and your third eye, your energy center of magic right there at your mouth, which I love to think, consider as a possibility because words are our really highest power of magic. We speak for ourselves. We speak truths and lies to ourselves, what we communicate there. Um, what we're putting out into the world. Between our third eye and our crown uh, is a energy center of awakening. 
um, and then right above our crown, the energy center of becoming, which kind of falls in line with that first example I gave you, like the more awakened you're becoming. Um, above that, that star chakra that we talked about. And then this whole idea of having an energetic field of harmony around you. So when all of this is operating together well, we have this field of harmony and it's in disharmony when it's not operating together well. Um, so that's another example. And again, you might see this as being called the Egyptian chakras. Um, certainly that term chakras is very individual to uh, ancient Indian um text uh, so that they would basically be like Egyptian energy centers and it's not even like really clear that that's an actual fact <laughs> but you will see that a lot on the internet so I thought we would talk about it the thing that I love about it is that I think that you can acknowledge most of this as a progression of growth and this progression of growth is always true like we are all progressing through these elements so whatever energy system it is that you want to believe in that you believe is there if you believe that there's 20 like there are people that are like there are higher and higher and higher chakras um and lower and lower and lower ones and if you really believe in this idea of like this ongoing connected energy that is that's amazing and that story of energy it's always this progression of growth the lower you are the more stuck in earthly matters you are and the more 3d consciousness you're living in and the higher up you are <laughs> the more 5d you're living in so i think that regardless of what system it is that you buy into it all tells the same story just with different words um there's also this idea of the three celtic cauldrons which again very little evidence historically for this um, but it is something that you'll come across particularly um, in lessons and books um, some people about modern celtic witchcraft things like that uh, but very little historical evidence for this to be the case. And the idea here is that basically your head and then your heart center and kind of like where your sacral solar plexus area would be are three cauldrons. Um, the head cauldron is knowledge and spiritual health. The heart cauldron is um, psychic health. And the sacral is your physical health. Um, and that you're born, I think it's the idea that you're born with the cauldron tipped and then through life, you put it up right <laughs> so where we look at chakras as spinning like expanding energy centers the cauldrons are tipped and then they become upright through life and through experience and through growth so that's another thing that's another way of looking at energy centers the big takeaway for the new age or higher chakras i want you to just know is that there's like christina said tons of information tons of conflicting information on the internet on youtube on blogs and books tons of conflicting information and the seven that you're learning about in this class are the seven that are talked about in the vedas and uh that's where we pull that information from because those are the seven that there is very clear historical evidence for um so those are the seven that we talk about anything beyond that you're often going to find lots of different opinions on <laughs> in different cases of what is and is not the case and what is to be taken as truth or not so i think that really is just remembering that it's all the story of growth. That's really what the energy system is. It's the story of growth and that it functions as a system. So if we're not growing in the physical plane, we're probably not able to grow spiritually. If we're not able to grow spiritually, we're probably not growing in the physical plane. And it all sort of goes together. So Christina says, as far as higher chakras go, use the information that resonates with you. Yes, I totally agree. Like whatever system speaks to you. Okay, so the other thing that's in your class site with that principle 
is one about energy scans. So I want to talk about this idea of scanning your own energy. Um, and this is a practice that you can do throughout the like forever and ever. If you're not already doing something similar, you might already be and maybe know it, maybe you don't know it. Um, but it's a really cool thing to kind of look at your body and your own energy for feelings of lightness, physical heaviness, um, like a new growth and old, uh, old thing, old stagnant energies, anything that feels tired, overworked, um, underworked. Sometimes we can feel like we're not being challenged in some areas because challenge is part of life and it's part of growth. I'm feeling like something just needs to be wiped, so wiped away, wiped clean and taking some time to look, listen, see and hear your energy. Now, I, I think that the more you practice this, the easier it gets. It doesn't have to be like a long 20 minutes of meditation every day. I know that I personally, if you were like, Sarah, you have to meditate for 20 minutes every day, I would be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Not happening. Um, and I think that meditation is an amazing practice. But I know realistically, so much, particularly right now, we're all like, dude, I'm just trying to put dinner on the table and like, not fight with everybody in my house all day, <laughs> not lose my job, not like send my kids to live somewhere else. So the idea about energy scans is making it a part of your being. So if you are making dinner, maybe as you're just making dinner, you just take a minute and ask, how do I feel right now? How does my body feel? Does my body feel heavy? Does it feel light? Like, what about if I put my hands here and think about energy over here? How does this feel? And at first, you, you might be like, this is ridiculous. I don't feel anything. And I'm terrible at this. Really, the key to this is to have no expectation on the outcome. Because one day, it could be tomorrow, it could be six months from now, you'll have a moment where you're like, oh, my goodness, I think I know this to be true about myself. <laughs> like, I just know, I know that I'm feeling something in my energy. And it clicked. And it take, it can take time. But having this practice of checking for your your energies and seeing what's going on for you. So there are some ways to identify how your energy is seasonally. Um, and this is something that we talk about in the um, lunar cycle planner or tracker. What's it called? That's in the Enchanted Journey part of the class site. And then if anybody was here last round for the moon class, which the newbies don't have yet, but we talk about that a little bit in that class. And the idea is, is that your energy can feel all different kinds of ways. But some of them that are kind of easy to identify and that might help you to like tune into the feelings you're experiencing are this idea that we, just like the seasons around us, we put, we cycle through winter, spring, summer, and fall. So winter, it's a very low vibe feeling, like can be associated with depression, feeling really tired, like think of the earth and trees, everything's gray, there's no leaves on the trees, there's no grass to be seen, it's very blah. And if our, if we're feeling like that energetically, energetically, that is a winter sort of phase. So asking yourselves questions like, how can I rest right now? How can I honor what has passed? How can I prepare for what's next? So the trick with doing an energy scan and thinking about your chakras and feeling like, oh, how am I feeling? Or how is my heart feeling? How's my root feeling? How's my throat chakra feeling? Um, is that we don't want to fight the feeling. So if we're feeling like very blah in our energy system, we don't want to fight that and force ourselves to be like, ah, up and at it, <laughs> you know, like keep cranking. You want to acknowledge it, acknowledge that that's happening and see how you can honor that time and ask yourself these questions. Well, 
you know, what's not work, what's no longer working for me? What has passed? What died away with with the autumn part of my life? What died away when all those leaves fell from the trees, energetically speaking? Um, what died away? And what can I say goodbye to? What do I need to move past? With the spring, maybe you're feeling really invigorated, ready to transform, a sense of newness. Maybe you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do all these cool new things. I'm so excited. <laughs> and that is that very spring energy. You might notice if you're doing an energy check and you're like, I feel like I just had five Red Bulls and I could take on the world and I'm never gonna sleep and I'm gonna create 8 million creations and things are gonna be awesome. And if that's how you're feeling, that's a very spring, <laughs> spring sort of feeling. Um, and ask yourself, what would make me feel creative? What new adventure, adventure can I embark on? How can I get my energy flowing again into all areas of my life? So that's about that 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 growth piece. You're sprouting again. You're really excited. Um, and when you notice it, lean into that. You want to lean into those energies and not force them to be something else. Summer is this idea of fully awake, fully motivated. So maybe this is like once the five Red Bulls have hit, you're like, no, now I'm ready. <laughs> you're um, going to accomplish things. So what are you going to accomplish? How can you make change in your life right now? Where are you the most energized? And use that. Use that to, to get some things done because your energy is always going to cycle through. So you're never going to feel, I hate to say never, but it is unlikely that you are ever going to feel fully energetic in your heart chakra or fully energetic in your root chakra. There will there will likely always be a time where you're like, you know what? Some weird stuff's coming up from my childhood and and it's impacting the rest of my energy. And I feel like I just wanna lay in bed for two weeks right now where you find yourself in winter. And then there's gonna be a time where you feel ready to take on the world and you've never felt more loved in your life and you've never loved more in your life. And so we wanna use those times when we're in them so that when the cycle turns again, right, we're still making our way through life. We're still progressing. We're still growing. And we're leaning into how our energy is feeling. Autumn is feeling like you've plateaued, a sense of ending. You're tired. It's that idea that the leaves are turning on the trees. They're getting ready to fall. Things are scattering, dying away again. And that's what happens before that winter season. You can tell it's coming, you know, and you're like, hmm. I think I'm pretty tired of, like, being the lead of this project. Or I think I'm... I think that I can't do can't do this the way it's been done before anymore. That was a weird sentence. I, I don't think I can continue on this path. Like I feel like it needs to change or I can't do it. That's that feeling before winter comes. You'll notice you notice it coming. Um, but when you when you acknowledge it instead of trying to push through as if it's still summer when it's not summer, that's when you're better prepared for winter because you're acknowledging it. So doing these energy scans and starting to just ask yourself, like when you get out of the shower, when you are in the car on the way to work, when you're standing, well, we don't stand in line at grocery stores, do we? I guess when we do at a six feet distance, when you're standing in line, feeling really awkward in the grocery store at a six feet distance, um, you can ask yourself, like, how is my energy right now? That'd be a really interesting time to ask this question. But what can you begin to say goodbye to in autumn? Where do you need to pause and think? And what have you accomplished? Acknowledging what you've accomplished. And sometimes when we're deciding to put something to rest because we know it's gunking up our energy, we just need to acknowledge that we're accomplishing that decision or that we are we are accomplishing an accomplishment is just acknowledging that that thing is happening. <laughs> So sometimes if you're not able to act for some reason, maybe you're like, oh, no, I've really plateaued with my job or like with this season of lack of boundaries or whatever it is. Sometimes just acknowledging it in and of itself is an accomplishment. And then your next turn through the cycle is when you're going to do something about it. Um, so acknowledge those accomplishments. Unless I feel more energetic in fall. Yeah. So what's really interesting is like 
I love the autumn season. It's autumn and spring. I love autumn and spring, right? Um, but I think that when we're talking, when we're looking at like this idea of winter, spring, summer, autumn, we're, we're connecting the energy to what's physically happening in the earth. You know, like the earth is physically dying in the fall. Everything's dying. <laughs> and it's that idea of putting something to end there. But yeah, I love the fall too. I'll, I'll be outside like all day long doing things. Um, so there's another sheet here that says the life centers. And an interesting practice can be, you can use this in a bunch of different ways, but you can go through each area. So your home, relationship to self, spirituality, health, relationship to the world, work and career, relationship to resources. So that's like money, food, um, like a roof over your head. Um, I have money and finances here separate. Passion and purpose, love and relationships. Yeah, relationship stuff. Yeah, okay, I thought I had that twice. I do not. Um, and you can go through and do like a little scan around each of those things. And you can use this tool. You can just draw one. You don't need to print it out. But you could kind of write like a note to yourself about how you're feeling in each area. You could color them in according to how you're feeling, like very vibrant, not vibrant at all, like gray or beautiful neon yellow. Like how are you feeling in those areas? Alternatively, you can draw a little stick figure of yourself in the middle here. I can't draw. If you can actually draw, you can draw a person. I cannot. So <laughs> mine's a stick figure or even just like a circle representing me and kind of do like an illustration, an artistic rendering <laughs> of how your energy is feeling connected to these different areas. So are you feeling like a really strong, we've all, we've all been home a lot more recently, right? Um, so are you feeling like very strongly bonded to your home? Are you feeling like that's a very strong energetic connection does it feel alive and well like spring or summer or does it feel like you're just want to tear everything down start fresh you can't be in here anymore you need to paint everything you need to donate everything you own like does it feel like that and we can look at how we are connecting to different things different areas in our lives and then make a visual expression of how our energy might be connecting to things around us right now so one of these examples i love to give is that energy is like spider webs so we send out energetic connections to everything around us. So the people in your house, the experiences you've had. Um, if somebody flies by your house going 90 miles an hour and you got three kids under 10 and you're like, you know, damn you, my kid lives here. <laughs> like you've just shot an energetic connection out at that thing. We are sending out energetic spider webs all day long to things. And if we can look at how this, you can use this tool to actually make like a representation of your energetic spider webs and see, oh my goodness, what am I really attaching to in a negative way right now? Where do I feel like I'm in a winter season? I just need to like cut that loose for now and plant a new seed in the spring and start fresh and tend to that in a different way. And we can look at our energy and in different areas. So as you're progressing through the chakra units, which the first one's gonna be in your class site tomorrow on the root chakra and the sacral, sacral chakra, as you're progressing through these, do pay attention. Like think about after you've learned about the root chakra and the sacral, think about how do those energy centers feel for you right now? Do they feel wintry or spring or summer or fall? Do they feel like you just can't connect to them at all? And you're like, I, I just don't know. Maybe there's a big block there. Uh, maybe I need to spend some time moving and getting to listen to it in a different way. Um, how you could do this with the different chakras too, like with this activity, you could do this with each of the chakras and see with the root chakra, how safe and rooted and grounded 
do I feel in work and career and health and spirituality or your sacral chakra, which is desire, passion, like true light up the room joy. Um, and it's like passionate love. And it's these, these things that keep you up all night that you don't want to go to sleep. That's how I love to describe the sacral chakra. How, how is that feeling in these different areas? So asking yourself these questions about your energy centers and along the way, you're going to learn about the chakras and you're going to learn more about yourself as well, which is pretty cool and see where you might need to pivot, um, where you can use some work. And sometimes the work is just in acknowledging, like sometimes that is the best work you can do. It's just in acknowledging what is happening for you because sometimes we don't even acknowledge it. You know, like you might not acknowledge that your maybe like your health, when you think about your sacral chakra and you're like, oh my goodness, there's no joy there. There's no feeling of passion. Like when I think about how healthy, like my health, my healthy, my healthful self, I feel really down and out. And maybe you just never really considered it that way before. So sometimes just holding that mirror up and acknowledging it is a really great first step to getting energy moving again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast. Think about this energy center, like how you feeling, how you feeling right now, this energy center um, scan rather, I'm leaving words out. <laughs> how are you feeling right now? How are your energy centers feeling? These life centers, everything you heard about in today's podcast episode, do a little check, do a little check, see, and what are you going to do? Where do you want to amplify energy? Where do you want to shift some energy? All great questions to be asking. If you want to do more of this work, be sure to join us in Holistic Witchery. You can find that info at holisticwitchery.com. It is truly the thing that I am epically proud of. You will learn all about our 5i expansion spiral and how to take any moment from chaotic and uncertain to stable, to focused, to feeling intentional and turning it into a moment to trust yourself and practice growing your intuition and your ability to trust and know yourself in the future. And you're going to learn all the metaphysical tools, like all of the energy centers while you're at it. So go ahead and learn more at holisticwitchery.com. We hope to welcome you in. Uh, but until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Happy birthday, sisters enchanted. And I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the expedition to soul podcast, please rate review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. So you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday and astro forecasts for the week ahead every Friday. If there's any topics you'd want to hear, anything you want us to dive deeper into, shoot us an email at magic at the sisters enchanted.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted, and we'll see you in the next episode.